This episode is brought to you in part by Blue Chew. Let's talk about sex, baby. Dudes, remember the days when you were always ready to go? Now you can increase your performance and get that extra confidence in bed. Listen up, bluechew.com. Blue Chew is a unique online service that delivers the same active ingredients as Viagra, Cialis, and Levitra, but in chewable tablets and at a fraction of the cost. You can take them anytime, day or night, so you can plan ahead or be ready whenever an opportunity arises. The process is simple. Sign up at BlueChew.com, consult with one of their licensed medical providers, and once you're approved, you'll receive your prescription within days. The best part, it's all done online. So no visits to the doctor's office, no awkward conversations, and no waiting in line at the pharmacy. BlueChew's tablets are made in the USA and prepared and shipped direct to your door in a discreet package. With BlueChew, men everywhere are excited to see the postman because when your package has arrived, your package has arrived. Get it? Blue Chew wants to help you have better sex. Discover your options at bluechew.com. Chew it and do it. And we've got a special deal for our Douglas Movies listeners. Try Blue Chew free when you use our promo code DLM at checkout. Just pay five bucks for shipping. That's bluechew.com, promo code DLM to receive your first month free. Visit bluechew.com for more details and important safety information. And we thank Blue Chew for sponsoring the podcast. Back to the show. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. This episode is brought to you in part by Noom. Forget one size fits all diets. With Noom, you get a personalized weight loss plan that's tailored to your lifestyle. No food is off limits. Enjoy your favorites while discovering healthier habits. Noom's users love the flexible approach blending psychology and biology to help you lose weight in a way that's sustainable for you. And great news for foodies. Noom just released the Noom Kitchen Cookbook with 100 delicious, healthy recipes. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M dot com. Grab your copy of the Noom Kitchen wherever books are sold. Doug hates candy wrappers, screaming baby sticky seeds with fifty as your popcorn kernels in his teeth. There's still not one that he won't see, but Doug loves movies. Hey, everybody. <laughs> My name is Doug, and I love movies. This is Doug Loves Movies. Oh, that was a good one. You guys are good at that. <laughs> the last few crowds, half of them have sang it, and the other half have gone, yay! <laughs> so it's just, uh, it's just a mess. And we're coming to you from the Old Town Playhouse in Traverse City, Michigan, as part of the Traverse City Film Festival! All right, let's get into it. It's great to be back here. I uh, performed on this very stage during the um, 
the Comedy Festival, the Traverse City Comedy Festival, yeah. And uh, I was like, man, this would be probably one of my most favorite places on earth if I wasn't freezing my balls off. <laughs> it was fucking cold here in the wintertime. But that's how much fun it was, though. It was, it was, it was totally worth it. And, uh, but then I also got, you know, started scheming to come here during this time of year where I'm still dressed like it's cold outside. <laughs> I got a hoodie on because it's it's a little chilly out there. I love it. Uh, you, you guys, it's July thirty first. <laughs> Two oceans thirteen. Can I see your name tags? Did you bring some name tags? Holy cow! We got lots of name tags, and they're all up front, so they knew what was going on. No name tags in the balcony. Those are the first timers, <laughs> waving at me like this is a TV show or something. <laughs> I love it, but there's lots of good ones. There's uh, Annie Hall that has my face on there. It's kind of disturbing. There's Jan, the uh, unknown comic, I guess, is what that bag over your head is supposed to be. But your name is Jan? In in the Iron Mask. Jan in the Iron Mask. Okay. You don't seem crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Does does she not know that that's a paper bag? (laughs) That is not an Iron Mask. There's a Fez over there. What's that Fez say on it? Austin Powers, the stepson who shagged me. Austin Powers, the stepson who shagged me. Stetson. Stetson. Who shagged me. Your last name is Stetson? Okay. Because that's a Fez, not a Stetson. <laughs> Although, I should have said cowboy hat, uh, not a cowboy hat. What, Stetson, like, do you think there's a Fez name like Stetson? Like, the, the, the name in Fezes? <laughs> Like the name to go to if you're fezzing. Uh, is that a, a baseball, Jordan? Yeah. What's your name? Jordan. Heather. Okay. <laughs> but you're ripping off baseball, Jordan's idea. Well, thanks you guys for. Oh, and there's a, a Flint, a Flint, a man from Flint poster, which is a very, very clever Michigan reference. And what is the Jeff who lives at home? What does that say? That's uh, me, Jeff. That's you, Jeff, and me, Doug. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's like dialogue right out of a Tarzan movie. <laughs> All right. Uh, thank you guys for bringing your name tags, and um, we will uh, spring those on the guests a little later in the show. Now, by round of applause, how many people here uh, have never heard the Douglas Movies podcast? Applaud if you've never heard it. All right. We've got a line of people outside that are actual fans, so what I'd like you to do, I would like you to get up... We're going to need you to get up. <laughs> no, thank you for coming, and, uh, and I hope you enjoy it. You, you know, like I do with the movies here, I like to just take a chance and just go, you know, hey, it's, you know, it's 9 a.m., let's go see a fucking movie. And I'll just go walk into something and watch it and just be like, whoa. Like today I saw the Shamu movie, the uh, Blackfish, uh, about how SeaWorld's so horrible to whales. And... Um, uh, not the whales in the UK. They're horrible to the actual whales, fish, blackfish. And um, there was a little girl, maybe five, six years old, a tiny little girl sitting in, this, in the seat in front of me. And I just kept like, looking at her, like waiting for her to just have a complete uh, you know, nervous breakdown. Because the movie is a series of trainers on video getting killed by whales. Like, like it happens a lot more than we know about. Oh, it's messed up. I'm never going to SeaWorld again, you guys. 
I'm serious about that. I don't care how many roller coasters they add. Because that's, that's why I go. <laughs> Um, uh, once again, thank you to everyone who's uh, new here. And also, if you've never uh, seen my comedy, uh, you can check out a movie that I did called The Greatest Movie Ever Rolled over at chill.com. And it'll be available on uh, VOD in your homes and iTunes on uh, August 15th. Now it's time for Tweet Relief, Tweets About Movies. At Gary Lucy, with three U's, Lucy uh, tweeted... Um, I hear Blue Jasmine is Andrew Dice Clay's best movie since Ford Fairlane. <laughs> this has been Tweet Relief Tweets about movies. I thought you guys would get it because uh, uh, that movie's playing here, but uh, I don't think... Yeah, because the joke is he hasn't done any movies since, since Ford Fairlane. And it, and it is his best... I, I like Blue Jasmine. Uh, from the corrections department, Don Cheadle was not in Speed, and... Um, <laughs> And I misquoted Pootie Tang. Yeah, in both cases, uh, it's because of I'm racist. <laughs> uh, I got shows coming up in Pittsburgh, Salem, Oregon, Madison, Wisconsin, Tempe, Arizona, and more. Go to douglasmovies.com for deets, dates, and links. Uh, I love this festival. I want to do it uh, every year, if that's, if that's possible, if you'll have me. And... Uh, From the like uh, music before all of the screenings, I should have caught the name of the performer that was here tonight, but she had to stretch a little bit, and uh, was she was great, right? Yeah. Right? You guys are looking at me like that was a man. Because <laughs> um, <laughs> I only heard, uh, you know what I'm saying. I figured out it was a lady with my ears. Uh, they got recycling programs here. They've got outdoor screenings. It, this festival's a total delight. I can't recommend it enough. And the prize bag, of course, has got... Uh, you can get... There's a card in here that you can get a T-shirt and a hat, I believe, that say uh, Traverse City, Michigan uh, Film Festival, TCFF. And... Um, at, when I was in uh, Philadelphia, two dudes, uh, a guy named Matthew, whose name is M. Stargle on uh, Twitter, and a guy named Eric, whose name is Sheets, S-H-E-A-T-S, Eric, they gave me uh, uh, Cuban cigars, like Havana, Cuba, <laughs> legitimate cigars. And they're like, put it in the prize bag. And I'm like, that's great. <laughs> I can't wait to fly around the country with those in my bag. <laughs> People are going to think... TSA is going to think I'm some sort of cigar-smoking asshole. <laughs> no, c cigars are cool. I just don't smoke them. So uh, happy, to, happy to pay them forward. I got a couple of uh, uh, comic books because I was at Comic-Con recently. I got Battle Pope. That looks pretty good. <laughs> and, uh, and on the other spectrum of uh, comics, one called The Little Depressed Boy. <laughs> <laughs> it's really two kinds of comics, and that's, that's both of them. Um, I, uh, I've been fueled uh, since I arrived here uh, with uh, some edibles from a place called Sweet Stone Candy. And uh, thank you to them. And I've got a gift card in here for uh, iTunes for 10 bucks. So you can go buy uh, premium episodes of Douglas Movies or, you know, whatever you want to get. Get some, get some Kesha if you're into that. And, uh, and copies of uh, two of my, my CDs. All this can be yours, including another prize that I didn't want to touch. 
and uh, oh, oh, and this book that we'll tell you about in a second. Please give a big, warm uh, Travis City Film Festival welcome to Graham Elwood, Patrick Mood, and Michael Moore. <laughs> Uh-oh, Graham's make, Graham's already, is this a vine or just a picture? Photobombing. That's just a selfie. selfie. Oh, I, don't, I don't care for that word, selfie. Hello? <laughs> um, Can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, see what I'm talking about? Another professional comedian gets on this microphone, and it's just not, it's just, it just doesn't feel that hot. I like a hot mic. Yeah, yeah, Graham, Graham Elwood, everybody. Let's hear it for Graham. He... He needs a hot mic. What's up? Uh, you are including in the uh, prize bag a copy of your book, uh, Comedy Film Nerds, which is based on the Comedy Film Nerds podcast. Someone uh, just sat and wrote down things that you said during <laughs> the podcast. Not, that's not accurate, Doug. Um, <laughs> it's a movie guide, so we have uh, 24 uh, different genres of film that are covered. There's 11 contributing writers. Doug wrote the uh, foreword, um, and we'll be here doing a meet and greet after the show. We'll be right here by the stage. If anyone wants to buy that, take photos, whatever. And uh, we'll also, you get to meet Wolverine, who's here. Stand up. Wolverine's here. There he is, ladies and gentlemen. There's the Wolverine. That's the actual... Hugh Jackman looks a lot more ripped on screen. Um... Do you... So you just don't understand what the, the words name tag... <laughs> You wrote your name on it on the on the inside of the thing you wear that you wear on your head. Yeah. And what what is your name? Tony. Okay, Tony. We'll see, just you, Tony we'll see you later. Wolverine. It's just Michigan Wolverine. Hey, I'll get back to you in a second, oh. Tony. There's a, you know Academy Award winner on stage. Thank you so much. Oh, Graham, sit down. I was talking about future Academy Award winner <laughs> Patrick Moot is here, everybody. Yes. I'm excited. Uh, uh, the inspiration for the motion picture uh, Unhung Hero. <laughs> By the way, not my idea for titles. I was going to call it Fruitfully Average Hero, but um, <laughs> you've got to hate it on immediately. <laughs> <laughs> All right. And, uh, and this is, how did the uh, director of this movie, the people who made this movie, how did they find you and, and decide to tell your story? Um, well, actually, the director is a close friend of mine. Okay. So um, I had a situation in which uh, a marriage proposal was turned down, and um, one of the reasons was uh, because my penis might be a little too small. <laughs> or does she just have a giant vagina? That's I mean, what that's... I said. <laughs> that's what I said. I know. I don't know. Yeah, she probably has a vagina. There vagi was an echo, but there was... <laughs> <laughs> she just has a really big baby cave, yeah. and it's it's her problem. That's a scientific term. Look it, it up. It is. It is. Um, Single man grandma would everybody <laughs> really woos the ladies with the baby cave talk. Baby cave. Hey, what's That's, up, ladies? Yeah. Nice baby cave. Yeah. Ooh, you look good. I just want to get up in that baby. Oh. Cave. <laughs> I want to do a drone on the side of your baby cave. I'm sorry. <laughs> Nah. My new album. What coming the hell? Out. What is happening? That. that was awesome. How are the folks that have never seen this before liking it so far? <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Traverse City locals are like, what is yes. this business? Where's, where is Foul the... mouth Hollywood comedians come here. No, talk I, about baby caves. Is there a tour that goes to the baby cave? I want to see it. Is that like a Traverse City? Yeah, yeah. Thing? I'm the tour guide. <laughs> so failure is where the, where the tour ends. Yes. All right, all right, you two. <laughs> I, I, uh, I have to live here after you guys leave. <laughs> Michael Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Moore is here. Founder of this festival. Nine years. This is the ninth one. Uh, Big Ten next year. Maybe? No, t- yeah, we'll, co- we'll come back next year. <laughs> <laughs> now, Mr. I assume, Moore, I assume the rest of the week goes okay. But, you know, <laughs> all the baby cave talk, you might be like, oh, we're canceling well, you know, this shit. We, I, I, I love your film. It's re- actually, Thank it's you. really a good movie. Um, but um, Deb Lake, who's the director of the festival, uh, she programmed you in the, in the midnight as a midnight movie, like the horror movie. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm, it's like, I, like the small penis guy gets to the horror slot. It's, <laughs> As far as I'm concerned, that's where it belongs because it is terrifying for me to watch that movie. It's awful, um, but it is. But it is very good, and I'm, I'm very. Oh, that reminds me. What did you bring uh, as your uh, contribution to the prize bag? Oh, well, I kind of found out about the prize bag a little late. So, <clears throat> hang on, I got to do something. <laughs> so, I autographed a pair of underwear. And then I made the director autograph the back, which he would only put his initials on because he was terrified. Yes. We then burned the Completely Sharpie. creeped out by <laughs> so that. So this is in the prize bag, but I signed it. It says Patrick Moot, a.k.a. Okay. Oh, My penis was here. All right, well, you... And it's my smallest pair of underwear. So you, uh, you go ahead and hang on to those. There and uh, <laughs> whoever, uh, whatever audience member wins tonight, you can just pass them off directly. I, <laughs> Yeah, Doug wouldn't put it in the bag. I was like, come on, man. So, I don't think a prize has ever been turned down. So no, we'll, it hasn't. Listen, we'll, I'll keep we'll them all back goes. on tonight. I'm not afraid. <laughs> so uh, back to Michael. Uh, this isn't your I feel first... like we got our first piece of evidence here for CSI Traverse City. It is. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I, like we need rubber gloves There it is, something. yes. We've got it. The evidence. It is not Here, here. Big. Just put it here. Put it on the straw. <laughs> just, <laughs> and it was, <laughs> <laughs> That's evidence. That's how you handle evidence. I can't, I can't sit here for two hours like this. Uh, <laughs> stage manager. <laughs> Come out and take a bow. It's our stage manager. All right. No, they're back there drinking. Oh, just drop it on the... Uh, not the hell of it. Yeah. So, there it is. That's awesome. That's where underwear belongs. Underwear. It's on the, on the ground. I used your straw. <laughs> I'm not, I honestly, I'll go pick it up and use it again. Okay. <laughs> I'm comfortable with myself. Yeah, what is it? The five-minute rule? As long as you pick it up. Like it's, it's, more, it's more like the five-inch rule. Inch rule. Yeah. <laughs> Michael Moore, ladies and gentlemen. How about that? Yeah. Tip your wait staff. He's going to be doing the late show as well, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for the five-inch thing. <laughs> 
Well, you know, I have this a great, there's this great moment in his, in his uh, movie. Uh, not, I don't want to give too much away, but um, um, you you consult various people during the movie, and you discover that the inside of the vagina, the baby cave that you guys were <laughs> talking about, is not like a bat cave. It's not a huge uh, operation in there, and that the average inch, uh, it's like three and a half inches from the once you're in the vagina to back to the cervix. It's just, it's not. It's what is it? How it's, much? it's short. Well, I mean, it's, to the clitoris, it's, it's three, only three. It's only three centimeters to the clitoris. So three technically that's where most of so, the So what does, uh, yeah, you shouldn't, what With, more do you need? No, no. You can't go past the cervix. Five inches, I'm too big for most of you ladies. Uh, that's, you hear that, ladies? <laughs> I, I like to announce that when I walk into a bar. <laughs> At five Good inches, evening, I ladies. <laughs> I'm too much for most of you. Others are going to be severely disappointed. <laughs> I'm sorry, Doug. You were saying. Yes. Oh, I was just going to ask a serious question about the uh, the festival and um, the. Do you have? Is there kind of a new slogan each year, or is it always uh, the um, one great movie can change you? It's uh, the slogan has been just great movies uh, since the beginning. Okay. But this year we thought we we started thinking about in, uh, making a, a short film for our tenth anniversary and asking people on the street during the festival about that one movie uh, that you, that you felt changed you in some way or maybe even changed your life. And so, um, and I I I really believe that that's true. I mean, I think we all can think of that movie or maybe two movies even that uh, was a, like a real turning point. I've narrowed it down to seven hundred. <laughs> Because yeah. that's a tough question for me. Because as a guy who goes around proclaiming his love for movies, I get asked all the time, what's your favorite movie? You know, they just want, bar none, what is the one? And I just love them so I love all my little babies <laughs> living in their caves. So you don't, you don't give them just, you don't tell them just one movie. I, did, I can never it's come up with it. I could say, I could tell you my favorite movie right now. It's probably something I just watched a few minutes ago or a couple of days ago, you know, for the 15th time or whatever. You know, I always have current favorites right yeah. you know what's your so what's your one if you if you were asked to uh, name uh, one about, you mean changing uh, what movie well that that or, or just favorite your favorite movie. either one um i well i think uh, my favorite movie is clockwork orange um <laughs> taxi taxi driver peewee's big adventure <laughs> Like, and when I get there, when I get to Pee-wee's Big Adventure, then they start looking at me like, what do you mean Clockwork Orange and Pee-wee's Big Adventure? <laughs> That's very odd. But it's, it's, uh, <laughs> it's like Apocalypse Now and Transformers. <laughs> no, but Pee-wee's Big Adventure actually is a is it, brilliant. Yes, uh, great. Was it Tim Burton's first film? Tim Burton's first, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. It's real good. He rides an awesome bike. <laughs> but I, but the one, I'd say the one movie in terms of uh, having the initial impact on me as a child was uh, To Kill a Mockingbird. Um, that I would imagine not only made you, uh, you know, inspired you as a filmmaker, but also uh, uh, activist as well. No, just maybe want to shoot dogs in the street. <laughs> <laughs> Ra- rabbit dogs. You should play. Rabbit, yeah, rabbit you dogs. should be Boo Radley in the reboot. When are they going to reboot that shit? <laughs> What are they waiting for? That movie's perfect. Why aren't they out there ruining it as we speak? It's Michael Bay's next project. Oh, my God. I will kill myself if that happens. I'll go to the Atticus Finch is back. Shia LaBeouf has never been... 
argumentative. <laughs> yeah, the judge is a transformer in the big trial scene. <laughs> Starts shooting at everybody. Boo Radley takes off his mask. This time it's personal. <laughs> Robert Duvall. His first film. Play Boo yeah, is the, mm-hmm. is the, does he have one line or is he just quiet the whole time? I don't think he speaks he, at all, does he? doesn't. He? No. There's that Spoiler. one scene he comes out and, and you finally see his face and she goes, hey, boo. That's it. Oh, you know what, though? I heard that he had a line they cut it. His line was, my penis is too big for you. <laughs> That's what he said to the little girl? Wow. That's horrifying. Yeah, he was a scary character. <laughs> yeah. oh. But made it a completely different movie. Yeah, so. that's, they had to cut that out. Like, this changes it. <laughs> Midnight screenings only for this film. It's terrifying. So thanks for bringing that up, dude, in the balcony. Um, I love what you've done with this, uh, you know, the, not only this festival, Michael, but also the, uh, the comedy festival that I had the privilege of performing in. With you sitting right there in the audience the entire time, I was, I was, I was like absolutely terrified doing, doing my act in front of you. And then T.J. Miller walked out here and poured water on himself, and I felt better. <laughs> was I was like, my, my shit was really sophisticated. <laughs> People loved you here. That's why this show sold out the very, like, two hours. First two hours. Yeah, and, and some of these people have even, have even heard the podcast. <laughs> we could have done three more of these. Seriously. Wait, what's a podcast? Is that a thing that happens? Uh, well, you know, it's a little big for you to worry about. Yeah. <laughs> Stick to the small time stuff. <laughs> um, oh, so that reminds me, uh, Un- Unhung Hero is playing tonight at midnight, and uh, you know the standby lines seem to work uh, pretty well here. So if anybody is inspired now to go check out that movie, knowing the premise, check it out. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot less creepy than it sounds. Uh, right? No, no. I wouldn't be sitting here if it was. And it wasn't like, just that his, that his girlfriend turned down his proposal, but it begins with. Uh, he decides to do the proposal. Was it a Laker game or UCLA? UCLA. Okay. So he's in what arena? Is that the Bruin Arena there? Uh, Poly or? Pavilion. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. So so they're in this huge uh, basketball arena, and you know they do that. That he's you must have arranged it with the jumbotron. I, I did. I went people way out of my way. Okay. <laughs> so he's got the jumbotron ready, and all of a sudden they put the camera on he and his girlfriend, and he gets down on his knees. Holds out, it's on the jumbotron, holds out the ring. Everybody in the arena is just so happy. And she's just staring at him. And then she goes, No. <laughs> on the jumbotron. <laughs> and this one on the internet went viral. And it was just goofy. crazy viral. Like Everybody, outbreak viral. It was awful. People felt really bad for you. But she didn't say the tiny dick thing with the. No. no. <laughs> on, on, of all places, no. the jumbotron. Yeah. <laughs> So the film actually premiered in, at South by Southwest in Austin at the Long Center for the Performing Arts. And I was like, oh, this is real. Very funny. Very funny. Every festival is like yeah. the Big Crank Theater. <laughs> has she seen the movie? Uh, she has seen the movie, yeah, she has. She and wants to marry it. Yeah. She, yeah. she wants to marry it. Now she likes me. Uh, no, she has seen it, yeah. And we've... You know, I mean, stayed in touch as much as um, people in that situation stay in touch. It's basically a hater, and we don't talk that much. But um, yeah, I mean, she she understands she understands where the project went. My my point never was to like demonize her necessarily, no. because I took very personal things that she told me <laughs> in confidence and made it everybody's business. 
which, you know, has kind of been the way that I've attacked a lot of my insecurities since I was a kid. And that's really what the film became about for me and I think just through the process. But it's about embracing your insecurities. And like, if you're the first, if I'm the first one to say that, you know, my penis isn't that big, and then if somebody else is like, you've got a small dick, I'm like, that's my material, asshole. I made a movie about it. So, can it. I'm uncomfortable with the use of dick and asshole. <laughs> You could spread them apart a little butter next man- time. <laughs> we prefer baby caves. Baby cave and man stick. Baby we caves use and that. man stick. We go hiking with my man stick and find a baby cave. It's, that's the thing about podcasting. It's pretty amazing in terms of uh, free speech and being able to uh, you know, say whatever you want. Uh, our buddy, you've been on the show before, Michael, because uh, uh, Jeff Garland called you from an episode oh, right, in right. Los Angeles right. just to try to get you to say, my dad. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, when, when Jeff Garland name-dropped your name, Pete Holmes would not stop saying, my dad, <laughs> over and over and over again. So then Jeff quietly got on the phone and got you on the line, and then and, and you said I did it. it. You did it for us. In my best Midwestern accent. <laughs> but you haven't. You're not familiar with like all the all the games and the things that, that go on here. No. no okay. No. So we'll talk you through it. No. Uh, I've, been, I've been on Jeff's podcast, uh, which was great. Actually, it was. Oh yeah, conversation in conversation with. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's an interesting thing a title for Jeff Garland to be throwing around. <laughs> I, if I did that, it would be in monologue with. <laughs> <laughs> but we love Jeff and we're sad that he's not here but happy that he's on a TV show he's got a TV show and uh, that's why he's not here and uh, I ran into uh, his, his lovely wife Marla today she said she was going to come is she here? fucking liar <laughs> she's got the kids with her <laughs> and, it's, and it's full you know she probably couldn't get in people are leaving they're so <laughs> You guys are good, right? For like, you don't have another uh, movie to get to or anything. <laughs> yeah, they're gonna, hey, dog, can you speed this up? <laughs> There's a 10.05 we want to check out down the street. <laughs> yeah, well, that's, they might want to see a midnight movie. Is what I, what I was getting are we really going to do three hours of this shit? <laughs> I, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. <laughs> I, get, I get really comfortable when I'm in the mitten. He's smitten with a mitten. <laughs> um, but I do love everything that, that uh, Michael Moore has do- done for uh, this city with the uh, a- a- adding... Yeah. Just adding... Where else in the world is somebody building a single-screen movie theater just, like, from scratch and going, this is just going to have one screen in it, and it's going to be awesome and on the, on the bay, and it's called the Bijou, and it opened uh, Monday night with uh, Spectacular Now, which I'm dying to see. How many of the movies... Like, you can't see everything, obviously, but, like, how much of it do you... I see everything. Really? <laughs> I, I won't bring Damn. a movie... Yeah, I won't book a movie at the State or the Bijou that I haven't seen. I, I just don't want to do that. To, I want every time you go to the movies here to know you're going to a good movie, and uh, and so and because you know I, and, and you know in L.A. or New York we can go to screenings and we can see things a month or two or three early. So yeah. But and for the film festival, uh, I watch movies all year long. I go to film festivals and um, um, I have a setup in, at home where I, um, you know filmmakers can feed their movie to me over the internet and I can watch them and you know to pick a hundred plus movies it takes a long time because because you're rejecting 
another 500. Um, Whoa. So, and we don't accept submissions. So we're just looking. We're, Deb and I are always looking uh, for things we hear about, things that look interesting. Um, and um, because if we, took a, if we took submissions, you know, like Sundance, they get 8,000 films sent to them. We could never handle that. So you don't need to actually watch anything during, during the festival. You just run around and <clears throat> introduce no, stuff. And no, because usually I've just seen them on my big screen TV. And that's oh, you want to see it with it. I love seeing these movies with packed houses. You gotta, no, it's it's not, so much fun. It, my definition of a movie is uh, it's not a movie if you watch it on a computer screen or uh, a television screen or uh, an iPhone. Um, I don't know what to call those things, but Lawrence of Arabia on the iPhone is not <laughs> Lawrence of Arabia. Um, so, <laughs> I mean, it is a, it's a version of it. It's like uh, when uh, the post office uh, issued the, uh, the Mona Lisa stamp. That was the Mona Lisa on the stamp, but it's not the Mona Lisa. It's just a stamp version of the Mona Lisa. So, um, but I, so no, I, I want to. I have already watched a couple of films today that I've already seen. I got to see them at the State Theater and at the Bijan. Oh man, a whole different experience with 200 people, 500 people in the room, and that's a movie. A movie is, and I say this as a filmmaker, that we make these to be shown on that size screen, not this size screen. And I'm not opposed to doing web things. Or I'm not opposed to doing TV. I've done two TV shows, um, all for that. But if you're going to make a movie, a movie means it's shown in the dark with strangers. You're sitting there with strangers watching it on a large screen with great sound. And that's a movie. And, um, and so um, I decided just one day to build my own theater here for the town because it's just I'm so frustrated as a filmmaker because these cinemas suck so bad. The experience of going there, it's like, you know, there's the $9 popcorn. You know, you usually leave a shoe behind because it's stuck to the floor. Um, Limping out of the theater, it's it's uh, and 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 and, and I, up here we have a lot of golf courses. There's a there's a golf course here designed by Jack Nicholas. There's a golf course here designed by Arnold Palmer. Another one by Gary Player, and it's like, well, that makes sense, right? I'd want to play on that course. How come filmmakers are never consulted about the venue that we show our art in? It doesn't make any, you know. Awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. So it's like, and no other artist, no other artist would allow their art out there in front of the public without having some control over the presentation. Even a stoned out rock band shows up a few hours early to do a sound check, right? They care yeah. how this is going to sound. They're not going to just trust the arena. They're going to check this out and get it right. But filmmakers, we finish the film, <laughs> put it in a DHL box, <laughs> that's it. And it's just so wrong, and I've had it, and so I just decided I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a movie theater the way a filmmaker, and, uh, and, and Quentin Tarantino purchased the uh, uh, Beverly. Uh, yeah, the new Beverly in Los Beverly. Angeles. So he's doing it, and, um, and other filmmakers now want to, I'm just starting a movement of directors and filmmakers. Uh, we're going to build or design or whatever our own theaters, uh, so that people have a chance to see the movies the way we intended you to, to see them. That's great. That's and could awesome. you keep... Uh, yeah. Sure. But could you keep uh, George Lucas out of the loop on that? <laughs> could you not involve him? Because he'll figure out a way to fucking, you know, make it some sort of, uh, you know, digital nonsense. Like a pair of giant glasses. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Holy shit, you're an imposing figure. 
that Jar Jar Binks? Misa <laughs> <laughs> <I> like digital. <laughs> we're, we're, we exist on this show because of digital, right? I mean, this, we're going to be carried out to your public in ones and oh, zeros. Oh, sure, yeah. Right? Yeah, but it's, you know, it's pretty, but you're right, pretty but no, low I tech. Agree. Digital, I mean, the, watching it digitally, it, I, I fall asleep more because your brain is having to process more than when it's, when it's watching one frame at a time of film as opposed to you're scanning, your brain is you're scanning all these lines, so you, I fall asleep more. That's exactly correct, and not just that, that you no longer have the flicker from the right. bulb to the screen, and and you don't you don't we don't notice it. it it's very you know subconscious, but it because it's going 24 frames per second. But that flicker in going into your eye means everything in terms of even I've I've read something by a, a, a psychologist that 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 it actually you see the film differently when it's through the flicker as opposed to the flat, clean, antiseptic, digital uh, way of looking at it. And in the same way that why people still want to buy vinyl. Uh, because it does sound different uh, than the iTunes. And uh, I, so I hope film will come back, but there is no more film. There, we, um, we have 180 films in this festival. I have one I'm showing on film. One. It's gone. It's just, it's just gone. And um, I don't know what to say. I mean, it, I, it's great because it's cheaper for an independent filmmaker to make their film. That's no, great. I, I, get the, I shot a short film t- 10, 11 years ago on 35, and it cost me... Thirty grand. Yeah. I could right. shoot a feature for that now. Right. So that's good. But I think the presentation of it uh, should be on film. I think that the, mm-hmm. it should. But I. But I'm. I'm uh, just howling in the wind at that because it's over. Um, so. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> a moment of silence. Yeah, there it is. <laughs> I mean, my reasons are different. I just want it on a big screen so that it doesn't look so small. It's, by comparison, it's much larger. Seven Patrick years. Moot. Patrick Moot is his name. Thank you. The E is silent in, in Patrick. Um, what should we do now? Should we uh, talk about, like, what are you going to do? you have ideas for things you're going to see here at the festival, Graham? Uh, well, I'm going to see, uh, what is it, a band called Dark? Death. Death, a band called Death. I've heard about this. A band called Dark would be racist. <laughs> <laughs> it's a band called Death. Uh, I've heard about that because uh, doing the Comedy Film Nerds podcast, I have so many fans uh, emailing us saying, oh, you got to check this movie out or that movie. And I've heard a lot about that film, so I really, I'm definitely going to see that for sure. I'm seeing that tomorrow night. And tomorrow uh, at 6 o'clock in Clinch Park, we're going to be doing a uh, panel on comedy. Mm-hmm. So if you want to just come out and uh, you know, sit in the park and uh, learn how to become a comedian, uh, yeah. it's, you only need the one talking to. <laughs> it's a talking we have, to. We have a, there's, there's a brief ceremony where you drink a little blood, and, uh, <laughs> yeah. and then you're a comedian. Yeah. It's, pretty, uh, it's pretty simple. Yep. So come on down to that comedy panel. Yeah, if you had a good upbringing, then it's not for you. <laughs> okay? So you have, actually, have a fucked up life. I'm actually on that panel, too. You're on the panel as well? I am, but I don't know if I'm going to go anymore. You guys are freaking me out. <laughs> and, uh, I'm down with the drinking blood, but I don't know. And the director, Ryan Spitz? Yes, I think he, he will, will be, be on well. there as well? Yeah, yeah, I, I believe so. Is he Very here? Cool. Ryan Spitz, Very the director cool. of Unhung Here? There he is. There he is. He's clapping for himself. He's staring <laughs> He's so excited. Everybody, like when he's standing there like that, these badges uh, with the laminates and everything, they're so big, he just looks like a, uh, a, a child waiting to get on a plane. 
<laughs> Very large child. Are you? Do you have any uh, uh, intentions to see any movies while you're here? Um, I do. I mean, I'm going to try and see as much as possible, but I really would like to see uh, Room 237 and then oh. the midnight screening of The Shining. That's yeah, it's fun to see them uh, in close proximity. There's, yeah. a, there's a version of uh, somebody made... Uh, you know, there's all these theories that uh, if you play The Shining backwards and forwards at the same time, uh, there's these weird overlaps in the imagery that uh, some people claim uh, Kubrick intended. And uh, so that was another th- another thing I saw at a recent festival is Room 237 with all the, all the theories and then sitting through all of The Shining backwards and forwards at the same time. <laughs> and... Uh, it was interesting, I guess. <laughs> and you were high for this. Is it right? better backwards or forwards? Which way? <clears throat> What's that? Is it better backwards or forwards? Uh, well, it's it's both happening at the same time, so it's just a, kind of, it's just a weird uh, a, a weird experience. They just it, it, you know it goes just meets in the middle, and then <laughs> goes the other way. It's very strange, but Room 237, some some of the uh, uh, conspiracy theories surrounding The Shining are, are extremely entertaining. And, uh, and to be able to then watch The Shining, like, uh, what is it, like the next night or the same no, night? No, same night. It's yeah, then to be able to just watch it right away yeah. on a big screen. I'd love to see The Shining no, on a big wait, screen. Where do you see it at the State Theater? I can't wait. You won't sleep for a month. I'm in there alone, like, just making sure it looks okay and everything, and it's dark, and it's, it was very creepy, actually. It's, it's a hundred-year-old theater. <laughs> I have to go to uh, Pittsburgh on Friday morning, unfortunately. So, uh, I mean, I, I love Pittsburgh, but it was just a, a scheduling thing. But uh, next year, I would I would come for this entire festival because I can't believe there's how many things I want to see, mm-hmm. how nice everybody is. It's just, it's just it's perfect. Yeah. Well, please do that. And uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'd like I actually would like this to become a tradition uh, uh, here at the festival. Yeah, and when, if you come in. If you come in from uh, out of town, I believe uh, the entire time you're here, your health care is free. That, that is correct. That's true. The closer you get to Canada, uh, the, better, <laughs> the better the perks are. And the nicer the people are, right? <laughs> Friendly. It's a clean town. It's very Canadian-like, but without their attitude. <laughs> I hate that Canadian attitude. Sands that Canadian edge. Yeah. <laughs> They refuse to carry a gun, for one thing, you know. What's up with that? Yeah, how dare they? That is so lame. <laughs> um, I, I actually, uh, this festival, a few, of the, a few of your awesome picks I've actually seen already. I saw uh, Fruitvale Station recently, mm-hmm. and that movie is just, it's devastating. Yeah. It, it yeah. really, really upset me. <laughs> it's the only, it's the, I think the only film this year I've walked out of at the end and in tears. Yeah, and it's a you know true story set in the, at the Bart Station in Oakland, uh, California. Uh, the the filmmaker, first time filmmaker from Detroit uh, for Fruitvale Station. Oh, good. So. Nice. It's a it's a really uh, you guys have to see. What it. else it's have really, you seen? It's really good. That we're showing. Um, I wrote it down even just to make sure that I would get it right. Today I saw I was talking about it earlier Blackfish, which is just mind blowing. How sea, how evil Sea World is, <laughs> and um, and I saw No, mm. which is uh, real. It's like uh, it's kind of a um, more indie Argo kind of a little bit, or or Mad Men in, uh, under Pinochet. Yeah, the, the, well, it was the, like the TV show Mad Men. Yeah, it was like uh, the movie proves that uh, you know advertising can actually be used for good. Like, uh, the, the advertising tricks they use in the movie actually, uh, you know, run a uh, successful campaign. So that's, that's a, 
uh, exciting movie. And then I saw that crazy-ass movie Superstar about a guy who just is suddenly really famous and he doesn't know why. <laughs> He's it's like Memento Joe. without the tattoos. Right. He's just an average <laughs> Joe. All of a sudden, paparazzi show up on his, his doorstep and uh, there's news stories done on him. And he... he he works in some, I don't know, not, not a factory, but it's, he's just a working Oh, class. I saw the trailer for that. That yeah. movie looks hilarious. It's great. It's great. And, and, and pretty much anything French or Norwegian I have found you, is, is going to be a winner um, when I pop it in or look at it or go to a screening of it. I don't know why that is. I mean, well, I guess the French, we know, make yeah. great films. But the Norwegians have, I mean, and nobody even pays much attention to the Norwegians, but the last five years they've made some great films. What's the, uh, do you have a, a, an example that's playing this weekend? A Norwegian film? Yeah. Kontiki? Oh, I'm going to see that tomorrow, I oh, think. Oh, well, yeah. That's, again, again, on the, where you say, is it the State Theater, or is it the... I think so. Yeah, that's uh, the place, yeah. That, yeah. That's, a, that's an incredible film, nominated for the Oscars this year for Best uh, Foreign Film. And uh, actually, I tried to get um, um, uh, the, a, a version of the Kontiki, the raft, with a little hut on it, uh, to come floating into the bay here. <laughs> uh, for the... Uh, for the <laughs> Such a showman. Yeah, that's a request no, only Michael Moore can make. Well, but, make but literally, like, it's uh, going on 10 o'clock right now, and right now there's a tall ship pulling up to the uh, six-story screen in the open space, a tall, and pirates are jumping off it with swords for Pirates of the Caribbean. And, uh, and they're going to actually attack this city, you guys, so hold on to your baby caves. <laughs> You know, it's they're from fun, It's a fun idea hiring people to be pirates, but these you don't know these guys. <laughs> I, they, may, I they may seize an opportunity. I personally did not vet the pirates. That's true. <laughs> now you've got me worried. Because <laughs> what if it, what if the swords oh, aren't aluminum foil? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> what if they're crazy? What if they're what just they're out of their minds? Just a bunch yeah. of homeless. Now guys that we think of it, weapons. they were really they were really they were really authentic at the audition. Now that I think of it. <laughs> brought his own sword. Yeah, they came in ready to... They sailed in from Gron. (laughs) (laughs) Local joke? Local joke? That was a local joke? I'd rather save big money at Menards. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, the outdoor screen is showing the the first Pirates of the Caribbean, the, the one, the one you should watch on a big screen outside at night while actual pirates attack. And then, um, what kind of craziness do you have for something like it hot? Are you, uh, <laughs> you digging up some bodies? Yeah, what do you... <laughs> we have a, a large uh, LGBT community here in Traverse City, and they're going to put on some kind of show, I think. <laughs> oh, for real? That's what I heard, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Again, I didn't vet this. <laughs> Every, everything at your festival to you is just scuttlebutt. Yeah. <laughs> I heard a rumor a thing's going to happen. Should be cool. <laughs> I actually uh, have a bunch of dudes showing up to my... F- actually, no, never mind. <laughs> it's not important. Um, so I got to ask, uh, what's going to happen with uh, Independence Day? Uh, is, the screen, is the screen going to get blown up? <laughs> what are we going to blow up? <laughs> JNS Burgers, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> no, they're actually good burgers. No, yeah. You bummed out the crowd. Oh, well, because they're the... Those are nice burgers, Michael. <laughs> Don't do that now. Yeah, I worked I, there I, in high school. <laughs> if I had said we're going to blow up Moomer's ice cream, there'd be a big boo. Uh, see? 
I said we were going to blow up the Dairy Queen. Oh. <laughs> Not an enthusiastic yay, though. Blitz. Like you can just right. kind of burn it. Blow we, it we don't blow things up here. It's just, uh, it's just the way it is. Can I try one, though? We're going to blow up Sally's Crochet Shop. <laughs> you're just picking stuff on Front Street? Is that what you're doing? We're going to blow up the 7-Eleven. Uh, see, you, you guys like convenience. You're not keeping it all local when you need something at 3 a.m. It's not a lot of good shopping downtown here at 3 a.m. I think Sally's Crochet is open all night, though, right? Yeah, that's a 24-hour crochet store, right? Ooh, I'm out of yarn. Or whatever you crochet with. 24-hour crochet. You can get your own uh, uh, baby cave uh, warmer. Michael Moore, ladies and gentlemen. Michael Moore. I'm going to make a uh, personal ad that starts off, I'm looking for a warm baby cave. Um... How are we doing on time? <laughs> Nearby. <laughs> Thanks, boss. I love that the, that the audience has a representative. <laughs> well, Michigan's a union state. So it did sound like the Teamster rep. <laughs> yeah, it did. That's their Teamster uh, rep. You're fine. You're fine. That's, what, that's, that's, how, that's how nice people around here are, is that the uh, rhetorical questions are being answered by a different individual each time. <laughs> It's not one person that won't shut up. It's everybody takes a turn. And that's how long we're going to stay here until everyone has answered one of my rhetorical questions. How does that sound? Too many of you answered that one. It does not count. You have to go individually. Who here thinks a reboot of RoboCop is a good idea? Yeah! Idiots. This woman went, I would hear to that. <laughs> Robo got removed. Gross. Maybe she, yeah, she might not have liked the first one. Yeah. But this one's going to be PG 13, you know, to get the Kristen Stewart fans. Or whatever. Robo, Robocop was set in Detroit, but it was filmed in Pittsburgh. They used Pittsburgh to pose as Detroit in, in the first Future Robocop. Future crappy Detroit. It's Pittsburgh. That's yeah, because Pittsburgh was. Well. <laughs> That sounded like five people have those cans you turn over. They go. Mmm. I don't think, but I don't think they can set this one in Detroit because RoboCop, he'd be going like for blocks and there'd be no houses or no, just prairie and deer and. Shit's pretty deserted in that movie, uh, the original. I just think that it's you know a shame that they're gonna you know PG thirteen it because it's that's part of the satire and what makes the first one so great is how how uh, you know horrifyingly violent it is. <laughs> Unfortunately, um, but. Uh, Let's do some games, you guys. Oh, yeah. yeah. Let the games begin. Oh. <laughs> Wait, what movie? On Traverse that? City's Rocker. Is that from a movie? What is that? No, it's just I have a, I have a throat thing. Yeah. Where? Ricola. <laughs> Uh, so since two of the uh, uh, guests tonight are new to the show, we'll just uh, we'll try to walk you through this. 
Um, a lot of people in the audience have brought uh, name tags with them, and they are going to hold them up for your viewing pleasure now. And what each of you need to do is just go physically take the name tag of the person you'd like to play for tonight. They can win all the prizes in the prize bag whoever you play for, so it's a great responsibility. But just go, you know, either have them pass it up, which one you like, or, or go and physically get it. And while, I got, while you guys do that, we'll do this. And we're back. Who are you playing for, Graham? Uh, I picked, I grabbed this, uh, ro- it's a baby, and it says Rosemary Ann's baby, and it's got a devil on it, so I, I pulled this right out of her baby cave. Uh, <laughs> And then in the back, she has the shithead underneath the diaper. I'm not going to read it. I know how the goddamn game's played. (laughs) Twelve guests of Christmas, two-time champ, asshole. (laughs) But I was going to point out that there's a pull tab, and it says pull for shithead. (laughs) That's an elaborate name tag. And what's the name again? Marianne? Rose Marianne. Rose Marianne? Marianne. 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 Okay. We'll, we'll remember that. Uh, who, who are you playing for, Patrick? Seth. I'm playing for Seth. And it's uh, Seth Becomes Seth Her. Seth Becomes Her. Is See. the poster. Did he change any of the faces, or is it the original uh, I th- I thought Meryl Streep and Goldie Hawn and Bruce and Willis? I'm kind of disappointed in you, Seth. <laughs> I feel like you did the minimum. Well, he'd have no... Uh, <laughs> oh, but he did put a really small penis on Bruce Willis. Oh, uh, yeah. You're a real sweetheart, Seth. I, I don't know you. how you knew, Seth. I don't know how you knew that uh, who the guests would be tonight. And Michael, who are you playing for? I'm playing for John, and uh, his uh, thing is uh, Michael Moore is our man from Flint. I guess you saw that when you came out here, right? Yeah, and that's yeah. the uh, the uh, James Coburn Jay- classic. Yes, mm-hmm. and. Um, Man, I have really slimmed down in this thing. <laughs> Thank you. That's, uh, that's, yeah, that's really good when they paste your head on the body like that. And I've got cool. three. I got three women here, and it's uh, and a gun. And I, and I, I, oh, I'm carrying a gun too. <laughs> your feet are scary long that. too. That's because well, I'm I'm a dancer in this movie. <laughs> and, and my martini. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> All right, so that's who uh, everybody's playing for. And uh, this first game we're going to play is a, a regular game on the show. Graham's played it before, but it doesn't necessarily give him an advantage. It's called ABCD's Nuts. <laughs> and, uh, and it's a uh, kind of a spelling and movie title game. We're going to spell out a word. Uh, we're going to go down the line. We'll start with Graham since he kind of knows what he's doing. And then we'll go to Patrick and then to Michael. But uh, each person... I'll tell you the letter you have to name, name any movie that begins with that letter. So it seems like it would be easy to do, but sometimes you just freeze up and, and, and blank out. Yeah. And I write down a movie ahead of time, so if we mind meld and we say the same movie, then uh, you win the whole game automatically. And if you can't think of a movie, you're out. Um, Graham, start. Oh, oh and uh, since it's, uh, I got to see it last night, thank you very much, uh, Michael Moore, for that. Uh, Blue Jasmine, which is only playing... Uh, here and New York and Los Angeles, and uh, I got to see it last night. So uh, let's spell out Blue Jasmine. So Graham starts with the letter B. Bowling for Columbine. <laughs> that's that's the that's the title I wrote down. Uh, 
I should have started. Take control, Traverse City. I should have. Uh, I should have started with Michael on that one. <laughs> that would have been more fun. If you probably wouldn't have said your own movie though, if I said name a movie that begins with B. What, what would you have said? A movie that begins with B. Yeah. Um, uh, Babyface. <laughs> yeah. Oh, nice. And then I'd and then I'd say no bowling for Columbine. <laughs> In your face, Michael Moore. But, but it, it, Eat it, Michael Moore. It didn't happen that way. The next letter, uh, Graham, if your letter was L, what would you have said? Um, love Actually. Yeah, and Graham made a movie called Afghanistan. Oh, shit. Uh, <laughs> You've done that to me twice, where I would never pick my own film. Yeah, yeah, I love that you fall for it every time. It's super fun. And then, uh, just for the hell of it, let me just tell you, that I, I picked a lot of movies that, uh, like, Unhung Hero was the you in, uh, in Blue Jasmine. I, I'm not nice. going to play that trick on you. You've already been treated so horribly in your life. <laughs> <laughs> You've been through such hardship. It's been rough. Yeah, yeah. I don't know who I feel sadder for today, you or the whales. <laughs> well, the whales are huge. You don't have to feel bad for <laughs> But you only need five inches to get that baby cave a humming. It's true. Michael, didn't that movie just make you want to just make a picket sign and go straight to a SeaWorld? Yeah, it's it's pretty bad. I mean, it it really made the uh, uh, Disney... Uh, Moshkowitz, uh, there. It feels it made that look like a good place compared to. Yeah, right. And I'm not. And I'm, not a, I'm not. I'm not like an animal rights person or anything. I mean, I'm. If, if you have eyes, I'll I'll eat you. Uh, <laughs> so. Um, Yeah, Disneyland just starts saying, come to Disneyland, all our animals are robots. <laughs> we can't hurt our animatronic animals. They like it. <laughs> they like it. <laughs> it's a world. Until they take over like Westworld. Remember that movie, Westworld? Yes. Okay. Love that movie. Uh, anyway, the rest of the movies, Erased is playing here at the festival. Uh, a, a hijacking I'm going to see tomorrow, I believe. I'm very excited about that. And then I threw Sicko in there for the S and Jasmine. And then uh, Midnight in Paris. Independence Day is playing outside in a couple nights. Uh, and then uh, New York Stories, another Woody Allen movie, was one-third of that. And uh, everything you've always wanted to know about sex, but we're afraid to ask. Those were my choices, and nobody, nobody really cares about that. <laughs> it's, it's insanely anticlimactic when I do that. But let's play the Leonard Malton game, you guys. Oh, yeah! <laughs> so Graham gets to go first. We'll do the same thing again. We'll start with Graham, and then we'll go to uh, Patrick. <laughs> Graham is like uh, recreating uh, Zach Galifianakis and the baby in The Hangover, but with a pitchfork. Pitchfork? pitchfork? What are those things called? Is that right? Pitchfork. It's pitchfork. Okay. They're pipe cleaners. 
<laughs> the technically, yes, yes, Patrick, yes. this particular pitchfork is made of pipe cleaners <laughs> because it's being held by a baby. Yes. <laughs> Bra- Graham is not holding a baby, holding an actual pitchfork. I've given a baby a real pitchfork, and they're just not to be trusted. Yeah. You had an actual baby on the show when you did the podcast at the L.A. Podcast Festival. That's right, and it was, it was bad. Yeah. So let's not recreate that today. No more real babies. Stop playing with the baby. <laughs> you, that was a real baby. Instead, Graham, what I need you to do in your game show voice is read the rules of the Leonard Maltin uh-huh. game for the guests here today that have never seen the show, or, I mean, heard the show. This is going to make it only more complicated. And for, and, for, <laughs> and for Michael Moore. We'll see how he picks up on it. All right. Uh, the Leonard Maltin game. This game is played with the style of a name that tune, replacing notes and song titles with actors and film titles. After picking a category, players will read clues from Leonard Maltin's review, including the number of names listed by Leonard. Yeah, a lot more. Um... <laughs> Players must bid how many names they need to name the movie. Names are read from the bottom up with the lowest billed name first. After each bid, the the next player may bid less names or challenge the bidder to name that movie, quote, unquote. If the challenge player correctly names the movie, they receive a point. If not, then the challenger receives a point. Players may bid negative names. A bid of negative two names indicates that you can provide the name of that film along with the top two actors in the order listed by Leonard. Once again. Okay, got it? Yeah. I feel like he might actually be good at this. I have no idea what the fuck you just said. (laughs) That made it more complicated. As I said the first time I read that, it's like when you play a board game and the one... Everyone just goes, oh, let's just play a fake round and we'll figure it out. And then the guy goes, no, here are the rules. You just roll the dice and then everyone's like glass-eyed, like, oh, just fucking roll the dice. What am I, the shoe? Just let's go. Do you think you got any of that, Michael? You think you... I understood every single word. (laughs) Outstanding, Michael Moore. You're ready to play Little Leonard Maltin game. Let's just give him the underpants now. He wins. (laughs) Congratulations. Congratulations. You're going to wear underwear. This might be the first time the person you're playing for is hoping that you don't win. It's true. I know. They probably, Seth, it's you and me, bro. Don't want the underwear. It's you and me. We're going to share this underwear. Seth doesn't want the underwear. Does Marion want the underwear? She's shaky on it. I think you could talk her into that. What about John? Do you want the underwear, John? John doesn't want the underwear. I think, Marianne, you could talk her into covering up her baby cave with that underwear. I wash the underwear. Oh, well, forget it. She's been worn like a billion times before. Don't you hate it when you make one too many trips to the baby cave? (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Make sure you get in a couple more. All right, Graham, you get to pick a category. Speaking, oh, this is a perfect category for you. In fact, we played it on the last show that you were on. Oh, well, then should we not do it? We're going to skip it. That's right. Uh, Eileen Brennan, a terrific actress uh, who uh, passed away, uh, I believe, yesterday, uh, is in a lot of of movies that I enjoy, and uh, so I picked her as a category. So films that feature, feature Eileen Brennan. Or at, at Matt Picasso on Twitter suggested, Yeti or not, here I come. And that's movies that have a Sasquatch in them. 
and at Mrs. Underscore Matman suggested Inconceivable, which is a nod to Princess Bride that's playing uh, outside here this weekend at the festival. And uh, those are movies with infertile women. Don't make fun of a woman's baby cave. You just don't do it. Um, all right, I'll go with. Um, uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Sasquatch. Okay, that's right. This is a movie from 2006 that has Sasquatch in it. Oh, don't I get to pick the year? Jesus. Nope. She's coming right at you. <laughs> Buckle up for some Sasquatch. (laughs) Two stars uh, from Leonard Malton for this movie. He calls it wacky. And he also says uh, uh, one actor is an almost eerie replication of another actor as a a child, as a boy. So it's got some sort of flashback, obviously. And uh, like I said, it's from 2006. And Leonard lists a whopping seven names. In the cast of this movie, Graham Elwood, how many names do you think it'll take you to uh, discern the title? I will go... Six. Six. So he just lopped off the one name. He just lopped off the top-built person. So you can either bid lower, Patrick, or you can ask Graham to name that movie. Uh, all right. Graham... Uh, you know, if you say five names, then you'll get to hear five people that were in the movie. You won't hear the top two build people if Michael challenges you to name it, but he may bid lower. Yeah, right, so if you we'll say go five, s- I'll go five. Oh, yeah, okay. I'll he do says it. five names. Let's, let's roll the dice. So Michael can uh, either bid four or, or challenge, uh, challenge our man Patrick here to name it. Name the movie, Patrick. <laughs> <laughs> I, he I, smelled your fear. I, I, <laughs> watch a lot of Netflix and if it's got two stars I think it might actually be called Sasquatch it might be let me give you the names they are Dave Grohl (laughs) Troy Troy Gentile I want to say Oh, uh, yeah. Paul, love, Paul, past, and, past and future guest on the show, Paul F. Tompkins. And uh, Ronnie Dame, James Dio. Hey. And uh, Jason, Jason Reed is your last of the five names. That leaves the two top-billed people. Don't say anything if you know it, you guys. Top two-billed people are not listed. I mean, not named. You don't get to know who they are. And the movie's got Sasquatch in it. What do you think it's called? What, what, what do I think it's? I think it's called. <laughs> yeah, that's the, that's the uh, object players. of the game. Graham read it to you on a little card. <laughs> yeah, uh, I I I, uh, I just I just think it's called Sasquatch. Are oh, you sticking with that original guess? I think that's honestly what I think. I've avoided watching that movie a bunch of times on Netflix, and it sounds. I mean, Ronnie James Dio. That's. This is sounds, great. I'd love to see like a game show that. where a contestant pleads their case for their answer. <laughs> Alex Trebek, sure? hear me out. Yeah. Um, defend defend your wait, answer. No, no. What if it's... Is it Bigfoot? <laughs> <laughs> okay, you know, you know how this works, kind of, right? Uh, you don't get any more guesses. Oh. 
You don't get to just keep guessing movies. Is it, is it Yeti Goes to Summer Camp? Is it... Harry uh, uh, and the Henderson. Is it? This is a game with very strict rules. <laughs> and Michael Moore has a point. Oh. oh. Is it Wet Hot American Summer? No, no, the top two names are Kyle Gass and Jack Black. Oh. And the movie's called Tenacious D and the Pick of Destiny. Pick of Destiny. And um, John C. Riley, the great John C. Riley, is, is in the Sasquatch costume. That was like my f- third guess. Dave Grohl is... <laughs> after everything... Dave Sasquatch. Grohl plays the devil as a baby in, in the film. Really? Yeah, that's what he looked like. That's what he looked like in that movie. All right, so Michael Moore has a point, and uh, he challenged, since uh, the challenge was to uh, Patrick, this is a convoluted part of the game, you guys. Uh, that means that uh, uh, Graham gets to go first this time again, but then we'll go to Michael, we'll go second. Oh. And Graham gets to pick a category. Would you like, uh, these are some classic categories now, the Rice Storm, and that's uh, movies that have weddings in them. So that narrows it down considerably. <laughs> Like, like for, uh, uh, right out of the gate, you know, it's no Michael Moore films. <laughs> Has there been a wedding in any of your movies? No. No? <laughs> uh, Golden Showers Playbook. <laughs> and that's movies that begin with P. The letter? The, the letter P. Oh. Yeah, not, not a person P, oh. but the letter P. Okay. And then, but the third option, interestingly enough, is a feminist movement, and that's movies where you can see a woman on a toilet. <laughs> you know how in a movie when you see a woman on a toilet, like, that sticks with you? Like, you can name a few of them off the top of your head? No. That's how I felt when I saw this category. I was like, oh yeah, I remember so-and-so did it in that movie, and the other person did it in that movie. Which one of those categories would you um, like, Graham? I will go with, uh, let's go with the rice one, the married, the wedding one. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Did you just laugh at me as Bane? <laughs> Interesting choice. I wish you luck in your survival. <laughs> let's not stand on ceremony. That category is lame. <laughs> He would say lame. Three stars from Leonard for this movie that has a wedding in it. Uh, The year is 2005. And uh, he says this movie takes place in the D.C. area. And he also says that this movie has fun cameos. And, uh, yeah, as always, the clues aren't terribly helpful. And he lists 12 names. How many names do you think you can get it in, Graham Elwood? Nine. Nine names. Shut down your cell phone. <laughs> I guess we didn't say that to him before this because it's, it's not a movie. Or someone's got a really small piano. They're very good at... <laughs> Schro- Schroeder's here? <laughs> oh, is it, is it? Oh, it says... Yeah, they're going to need a really small pianist. A small... <laughs> that's the... Sorry, that's that's so lame. That's... Sorry. I had to. No, but there's... There's only one member that can play a small piano. <laughs> I've had enough of your insolence. Play my game. I said nine names. Oh, that's right. <laughs> it was a long answer you gave. 
Uh, Michael, would you like to bid less names or, or tell this guy to challenge this gentleman to name it? I just noticed you're wearing a Rambo t-shirt, Graham. Got it at Comic-Con. It's Rambo with a bloody knife for the people. Yeah, right? Oh, you're not Why, as excited about the... it as I thought you'd be. You guys what's... are like, no, we're not, we're not fans of that. We what's prefer the, the Chuck Norris the... movies where he goes to Vietnam. Not. Uh... What's the appeal of that, of that shirt to you? What? <laughs> I'm sorry. I said at the top that these microphones weren't loud enough. Michael, what do you think? Um, I'll try eight names. All right. Patrick. Patrick. Uh, I'm going to go with seven names. Oh. <laughs> that got, ra- that don't, got don't, Rambo's attention. Don't look at me like that. <laughs> uh, Patrick, I believe you're going to have to name that movie. <laughs> I'm going to have to name that movie? Yeah, that's uh, how it goes. Yeah, cool. Is it Sasquatch? <laughs> Can I guess that still? Yes, where Sasquatch gets married. Yes. That's correct. Uh, so it was followed by a sequel, Rambo and Baby Make Three. Right. Yes. Here's the movie poster. We're back to back. Oh, you and the stupid baby. Yeah. yeah you need a pitchfork too, or maybe a martini. <laughs> I wish we could have had that kind of fun when that real baby was on stage. Instead, it just brought the show to a grinding halt. Um, so read what him just happened? Yeah, What's so on he, you? He said seven? So he's, yeah, read him the seven names. Oh, you're, you asked him to name it? Yeah. Okay. I got lost in all the baby theatrics. Your seven names are, and this movie has a wedding in it, D.C. area, uh, fun cameos. And uh, the seven names are Rebecca De Mornay, Dwight Yoakam, Henry Gibson, uh, Ron Canada. Is, it, right? is, is he a porn star? <laughs> Ron either, Canada. Either that or, he's that or, either that or a weatherman. He's very polite. <laughs> Let, <laughs> let's take a look at the seven-day outlook Ron Canada here. <laughs> Showers in and across the weekend, which would be great for the outdoor movies tonight at the festival. Don, Linda, back to you. Bradley Cooper, Keir O'Donnell, and one more name, right? Seven. El- Seven names, yeah. Yeah, Ellen Albertini Dow. The great Ellen Albertini it's, Dow. It's tough. Ron Canada's in so many wedding related movies. <laughs> Which one could it be? Dwight Yoakam and Dwight Yoakam. Oh, the Ron Canada uh, wedding yes, uh, trilogy. I the, yeah, I have the yeah. Ron Canada wedding collection. That's a criterion, right? It is. That's yeah, a yeah, yeah. I watch it constantly. It's, I'm playing on a loop in my head right now, which makes it hard to think. I'm trying to keep them all straight. Um, What's the movie called? Do you know? Do I know? Yeah. No, uh, I I don't know. The, I, I I don't know. Do you want to guess? Wedding Crashers. That's correct. Is it? Ron Canada, I would have had, I would have been screwed. You know, you wow. don't find there's not too many game shows where the uh, clue and the answer are both the same word. <laughs> I try to keep it really simple. I for tried everybody. that. I tried that on the first question. It didn't work at all. <laughs> that is true. You did, but it, it worked out for you eventually, and uh, I'm very, very excited for you. <laughs> uh, <laughs> 
Um, and who asked uh, who to name it there? Graham asked, asked to him. name it. So, he, so that will give Michael gets to go first, and then we'll go to Graham. And Michael and and uh, Patrick have a, have a point. Yeah, you each yeah, have yeah. a point. We're playing to two points, by the way. Did, did the guy put that on that little card? No, he did not. That's, that's a crucial piece of information. A lot of talkie on that card without some key stuff. <laughs> Michael, would you like, this isn't the end, and that's movies that have uh, some sort of scene after all the credits have rolled. Or uh, the, the Artist, which is not silent films, it's actually films about painters. Or, <laughs> uh, uh, let's go with, I Know What You Did Last. And that's uh, someone's final film. <laughs> Which is, I know what you did last is like a play on I know what you did last summer, and it's an even weirder. It's an even weirder threatening note to write that. I know what you did last. I know the last thing you did. So, someone, yeah, someone major involved in the production. Sure, sure. Could be a key grip. Might toss a gaffer's name around. <laughs> yeah. The catering guy's last day, so... I can name all the PAs on every movie ever. I'll try that one. I'll try that one. The last? Yeah. Okay. All right. The year is 1981. Three stars from Leonard from this movie that I'd imagine many people would give more than three stars. Uh, had someone in their last, I'll go ahead and say it, uh, acting performance. And um, Leonard also says, interesting tidbit, it was remade for television in 2001. Well, what year did it come out again? Uh, 1981. 81. Yeah. So then 20 years later, they remade it for television. That's probably one of the worst clues I've ever given. Yeah. <laughs> and Leonard lists six names. So how many names do you think it'll take you to figure this one out, Michael? He says four. Hey, use your microphone voice. Four Use your mic, Mike. Yeah, four Four. names. So what does it go to? Me? Does it go to me or? It goes you challenged last time, right? Yeah. Yeah. So So you're next. So four names to me. You, you want me to name it? No, 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 not yet. It'll be <laughs> It's got to, it'll go to, either Graham will ask you to name it or he'll bid and then it'll go to Patrick. <laughs> this, is a pretty, this is a pretty sexy pose I got going right now, right? <laughs> you never, Alex, Pat Sajak never stands like this. But he should. Check out this, check out this shank, Vanna. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Check out the shank. <laughs> Michael says four names, Graham. I beg of you to say something. Uh, <laughs> giving Michael more For once, I out. want you to talk. <laughs> I will say... <laughs> God dang it. Yeah, he seems confident. I'm terrified. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say name that movie. Okay. He gets four names, and this will be for the win. 
and bring us in pretty pretty close to on time, so I'd, I'd appreciate it. <laughs> uh, your four names are William Lanteau, Dabney Coleman, Doug McKeon, and Jane Fonda. And the movie is called... Oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> you got an idea, Michael? Yeah, I know what it is. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a nine to five. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> See, this is good. I was going to go three, but then I knew he'd tell me to name it. And I was like, could I get it in three? you name it so fast. Who di- I want to know who died uh, right after they made nine to five. Which one of them is dead now? Dolly or one- Lily or Jane? Jane's alive. Dolly's alive. <laughs> Dabney's alive. Yeah, everybody's... I mean, some of the smaller roles are it pa- was, probably uh, passed on. Uh, you know, do you know the answer of who died? It was the person who produced the I have to know the, version of it. No, it was... Um, I love where this is going. Because <laughs> that, that answer is actually incorrect. It was the last film of Henry Fonda, and Catherine Hepburn oh, was also... Odd Golden Pod. yeah, oh. that's right. Oh, three! That brings us into a three-way tie. Oh, wow. <laughs> this is... Well, what a change of events we have here. <laughs> you guys are so lucky. <laughs> and, they, and they remade 9 to 5. They, did, they remade it for yeah. TV. Yeah, it's true. I don't, I don't remember them making it for TV on Golden Pond. I don't remember on Golden Pond, they the TV it. show. Tweeted that person, tell Michael Moore says you're wrong. <laughs> Do you want me to tweet Leonard Malton? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Who's Leonard Malton? I'm just kidding. <laughs> I'm joking. He's got Twitter. They won, they won Best Picture that year, right? Uh, the year before that was Raging Bull, and the year after that was uh, Gandhi. Right? Wow. Oh, yep. no, I thought Ga- was it yep. Ga- wasn't Gandhi... Do I get any extra points for that? Wasn't Gandhi 83? I thought Gandhi... Gandhi 83, so what was 82? 82 was... Uh... Out of Africa? Rambo. Yeah, Rambo. <laughs> Rambo. This guy's correct. We have our answer. Yeah, Richard Crenna won best best supporter. <laughs> Healthy supply of body bags. <laughs> I'm curious about on Golden Pond. He thinks you make a billy goat puke. <laughs> yeah, I could quote Dick Crenna all goddamn night. <laughs> Sorry. The man's name was Richard, and on Golden Pond. According to uh, IMDb, because IMDb, it says here. <laughs> I say that every time. Uh, it won the awards. It was only nominated for Best Picture. It won awards for uh, Henry Fonda, won uh, posthumously, and uh, Catherine Hepburn won, and uh, so did the writer, uh, Ern- Ernest Thompson. Yeah. And it was nominated. Jane Fonda was also nominated for supporting actress. But anyway, Ron Canada didn't win anything. <laughs> Wasn't even nominated. <laughs> That's Seems weird. Ridiculous. We've got a three-way tie, you guys. Oh, this is boom. this is one hot mitten right now. <laughs> Who challenged you on that last one? I uh, challenged Michael. Okay, so we're going to start with Patrick and then go, then go to Graham. And bless you and the audience. Uh, Sneezy is here. 
the dwarf I would least want to live with. Oh, is that he a category? Fucking sneezy barely covers his nose. He just lets it fly every time. Yeah. You'd have to stock up on Purell every time you go to town. <laughs> uh, Patrick, pick a category. Would you like your name and occupation? That's a movie where the, the title of the movie is someone's name and their occupation. Or, uh, oh, this is a fun one for you. Uh, failure to launch. That's movies, <laughs> movies that include erectile dysfunction. What? Is that a real thing? Is that for real? And it's uh, fine. And just to uh, <laughs> just for Graham, we also have Rocky's horrible picture show, mm. and that's uh, Sylvester Stallone movies that Leonard Maltin gave two stars or less. <laughs> that's a wide berth. Turns out, <laughs> turns out, uh, Sly doesn't have a lot of three or four star movies, <laughs> according to Mr. Maltin. Are you telling me Over the Top didn't get three stars? It's got a billion stars. Rules. <laughs> Which one of those would you like to play, Patrick? Um, you know, let's just uh, let's let's keep it fun and penis related. So let's go with failure to launch. Failure to launch, it is. Yeah, something we can all, you know, relate. You get to, to pick the year. Would you like a movie that had erectile dysfunction in it uh, from 1967? Or right, it hadn't even been invented yet. Yeah. <laughs> it didn't exist then. You weren't allowed to talk about yeah. it. Yeah, and uh, and 1983 is your other choice. 67 and 83. Um. Well, since I was born in 83, that's perfect. Yeah, you let's know all. Go with you that. saw all the movies that year. I did. I did. And someone didn't fail to launch, right? <laughs> yeah. My Thanks, Dad. Dad. Thanks. <laughs> Filling up Mom's baby cave with me. a t-shirt yes thank you dad put that on the t-shirt is just the new that's what she said <laughs> she wouldn't say that three stars from leonard for this movie that has erectile dysfunction in it he calls it entertaining so the dysfunction didn't bother him uh he's he says uh also about this movie that um uh, oh, a very famous person. Uh, their scenes were cut from the film. Yeah, and um, hmm, who could that be? And it's got a. Oh, it has, this movie has an irresistible soundtrack, and Leonard lists nine names. There's a lady in the front row it, says she can do it in one. one name. I can do it in one. I can do it in one name. But Patrick gets to start the uh, the bidding. Yeah. So now. Uh, did, uh, oh, did I tell you how many names? Nine. Nine. You said nine. Number nine. Yeah. I'll Number take, nine. I'll take all nine. This is the. This is. <laughs> wow. No woman's ever said that to you. <laughs> yeah, she did, Doug. She was just using the metric system. <laughs> Back oh, Canada. <laughs> I love, that's why I love Canada. Unhung Hero Tonight at Midnight, you guys. Check it out. Check it out. <laughs> it's so brutal. Um, yeah, I will take, let's. Yeah, let's, take the nine. Yeah, take the nine. Then we go nine. to Graham. Give me nine. What do you think, Graham? I will go seven. Seven names, he says, knowing full well that uh, Michael was already wanting to bid one name. <laughs> so do you still want to bid one name? No, I'll say six. <laughs> <laughs> 
nine to fives got us scared. Smart, yeah. That was. It was that was it was just an, way too arrogant to say I could do it yeah. one. Well, I, I think that's so. excellence strategery. <laughs> Patrick, what are you going to do with that? Do you want to go less or challenge him? Um, I, you know what? I'll I'll go five. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say it. Graham? Yeah, I'm going to say name that movie. Oh, he gets five names? Yeah. I get five names. All right. Nope, hold. I got it. No, I don't. Here's your five names. I wouldn't have given Michael Moore five names. Don Galloway. Oh, Donnie Gal? Ooh, my fave. Big D to the G. Remember when him and Ron Cannon were supposed to do that buddy comedy? And it fell apart, the whole so deal bad. just Yeah, and then they happen. cut both all their oh, scenes out of the movie so that didn't exist anymore. Oh, shitty. shitty. Joe Beth Williams. Oh. Meg Tilly. Mary Kay Place. And Kevin Klein. <laughs> Everyone in the audience knows what it is. Every single person that's attending a film festival, coincidentally. Oh, God. This game stinks. Makes me look like an idiot. Um, I do know what it is, so don't feel bad. The, the erectile dysfunction thing is now throwing me off, because I don't know. I see people shaking their heads, and all I did was make one tiny sound. It's like, oh, no. Wow. <laughs> Just make, yeah, make a lot of noises till you hit the right start of the word. Uh, it's like when you're at a party and there's a girl and you're, you kind of remember, but you don't remember her name. Oh, yeah, it's like Cinda, uh, Cindy, Cinda, Linda, Linda, Rebecca, Rebecca, Sandy, Sally, Sally, Sally! Can you think of any movie that had erectile dysfunction? I mean, I'm just going to go with... Um, Can you no, think of a movie? I, I forget of all... No. It's good. Get a plug for your movie. It's a good uh, yeah, it's, But you don't... Mine. Let's be clear. You don't have dis- erectile dysfunction. No, no, I don't. You just no, no. have... I have a boner right now. <laughs> it's, it's a terror boner. His sequel's going to be Four Inches of Fury. Yes. <laughs> Four and a half, don't be a dick. <laughs> Stealth boner. Stealth. Yeah. It's inside you before you know it. <clears throat> uh, Coming to a baby cave near you. <laughs> super fast. <laughs> wow, you guys have really turned out to be quite a comedy team. Yeah. Thank you. We're taking this on the road. It is. It's the baby. Michael's trying to give me hints, too, and I'm just, like, an idiot. So, uh, I don't know. A fish called Wanda? They went to the University of Michigan in Ann Arbor. <laughs> I heard through the yeah, grapevine. Oh, oh, I did. Yeah, oh, I get it. Yeah. That fish called Wanda does it. That's a, that's a good choice. But that's not right. that good of a choice. Yeah. Yeah, the rest of the names are William Hurd, who suffers from erectile dysfunction in the film, and uh, Jeff Goldblum. Glenn Close, Tom Berenger. And they cut out Kevin Costner. And Kevin Costner's Kevin body. Cost got cut out of that. Uh, that's why I didn't the recognize big it. Chill. The big chill. The big chill. Big chill. And that means that Graham won the game? Oh, yes, it does! <laughs> I knew the answer to that, so don't think I did. I was going to say the big chill after Sasquatch, but I was like, this is so close. Marion, do you want your baby back? 
ribs. <laughs> you don't read this, that shit head, though. We don't have to pull for, for shit head because she, she won everything. Don't forget the underwear. <laughs> yeah, and do you want the underwear? Oh, sure. She'll take yeah, it. Yeah, that's my girl. It's good. It's It'd be really great. fun if you threw it at her, right? Yes, it would. <laughs> That be jump on if that. you did that thing. Just put it in the bag. No, no, don't put it near See, the other stuff. Don't, don't touch my hands with it at all. <laughs> wow, that was, like, that was like the opposite of watching Elvis. <laughs> a guy throwing his underwear at a lady in the crowd. <laughs> Look, she likes it. <laughs> that baby could really take a face plant. And you guys have shitheads written on the back of yours, right? So I'll just take those from you, yeah. and then I'll share them with everybody at the end of the show. But before we go, uh, let's uh, plug some stuff, Graham. What do you got uh, to plug? Yeah, the, you can, uh, if you come out to Los Angeles for the Los Angeles Podcast Festival, it's October 4 through 6. Uh, Doug will be one of 40-some shows we're doing there this year. So go to LAPodFest.com. And, of course, all my tour dates are at GrahamElwood.com. Thank you, Traverse City. You guys are awesome. Okay, and <laughs> Patrick, every, where can people see uh, Unhung Hero? What happens next with it? Uh, Unhung Hero tonight at midnight, and then we have another screening. Uh, I, oh, it's right here in this very room. Saturday right, Saturday at nine, right oh, here. Oh yeah, yeah, Saturday nine, right here, on and that then screen at the behind here tonight at midnight. You guys got a website? Uh, we do have a website. Yeah, if you go online, it's at uh, uh, Unhung Hero Movie, um, and we you can sign up for like our email list, all email updates, and all that. But you can also follow us on Twitter and Facebook. Facebook. We're there. And uh, follow my brother. He's a super hilarious comedian, Brian Moot. Cool. At, at Moot Comedy. Thanks for doing this, man. It was nice yeah. to meet you. I no, can't, absolutely. I can't wait to I'm see so your movie. happy to be here. And please come. This is just like uh, it's, a, it's a dream come true. But in the dream, I win the Leonard Moulton. <laughs> And Michael Moore, you guys, skipping a live uh, pirate display <laughs> while watching uh, Pirates of the Caribbean to, to be here inside with us tonight. I can't tell you how much I appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. And having us here and doing this whole festival, man. Thank you. Thank, Thank you, you very much. Thank you. Awesome. Yeah, you know what? Real, let's have a real quick kind of serious note because I was really touched last night when you uh, uh, opened before the uh, Blue Jasmine about your uh, uh, your plan that you put into place uh, here in northern Michigan about regarding uh, putting veterans to work. Could you just tell the everyone yeah. what that's about? Sure, sure. Um, uh, here in northern Michigan uh, in the last... Um uh, well, the last over the last year, we've had uh, four or five uh, soldiers come back from Afghanistan and uh, commit suicide, and um, so we thought uh, we've got to do something about this. Of course, what can a movie theater do to? But it's just that these vets are all coming back, and any of us who grew up during Vietnam, you all know the importance of holding our hands and our arms out uh, to them and helping them in any any way possible. So. I said, why don't we do this? Why don't we stick a sign in the window that says, we hire Iraq and Afghanistan vets. And the next time we have an opening, we're going to commit to hiring. And, and then I asked the business community up here if they would too would put a sign in the window saying, we hire Iraq and Afghanistan vets. And we, uh, a month later, had a, a job opening in our projection booth, a full-time projectionist. And uh, I said, well, I'm only going to hire a, a veteran. 
And, um, and then the lawyer said, uh, you know, you got to be careful what you say about uh, you're only going to hire. And I said, no, I don't, I'm not going to be careful about anything. This is, well, they got to have jobs when they come back, and they got to have whatever help we can give them. And, uh, and, so, uh, and so we, uh, we found a, a guy here who was in Iraq and Afghanistan uh, and uh, was injured and uh, lives in Interlochen. And he now is our full-time projectionist at the State Theater. And you'll see him here this week. That's so, so great. What's awesome. his name? What's, what's his name? His name is Billy Heck. H-E-C-K. Nice. And, uh, and we're proud to have him here, and we encourage others who might be listening to this around the country uh, to please uh, hire veterans. And uh, if you don't own a business, uh, show the love in whatever way you can, no matter how you stood on the war. And I think I might have made my feelings about it now once or twice. <laughs> um, uh, these are our friends and our neighbors and our fellow Americans. And, you know, with a volunteer army, there's no greater no greater sacrifice or gift they, one can give you than to say that if necessary, I will die so that you don't have to. And uh, that's, that's uh, boy, anybody who's willing to do that should be, the, the road back here should be paved with gold and rose petals along yeah. the way. Uh, um. I'd just like to add, uh, I've, I've done uh, seven USO tours over to there, um, and if anyone here in the theater or listening, if you or, or know someone that's kind of suffering from PTSD, uh, go to your local VA. You can also go to IAVA.org, uh, which is the Iraq and Afghanistan Veterans of America, and also the DAV, which is Disabled American Veterans, DAV.org. So those are some resources for you if you know somebody or you yourself are suffering from PTSD. So you're not alone. That's right. And uh, is there anything you got coming up, Michael, you want people to uh, know about uh, uh, new movie? Well, when the festival's over on Monday, I'm going to do some laundry. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, Can we there's watch? a pair of underwear right over there. Yeah. That, uh, I, uh, that needs clean. And I'm, uh, if anybody's got a plane, I'm trying to uh, get a plane for uh, Ed Snowden to get him out of Russia and uh, someplace safe. Oh, we need, we need a real adventurer then. Uh, well, a guy, to, to me, that's a real patriot who's willing to tell us what our government is up to, uh, which is collecting everybody's phone number and every single person you call. It's just crazy. I don't, I don't understand. He shouldn't have to suffer for that. Uh, when they say he's aiding the enemy, what are they saying? We're the enemy? The enemy's us, your, your fellow Americans? It's, we're not the enemy. This is our country. We have a right, we have a right to know this. And, uh, and anybody listening who's saying, well, I don't care if they have my phone number. I'm not doing anything illegal. They can, they can have my phone number anytime they want. Well, that's, yeah, but that's the, you're right. And I feel the same way. I mean, but, but you give one right up, then they go for the second one. Then they go for the third one. And where does it stop? And whenever somebody says that to me, I say, I say to them, uh, do, you have, do you have curtains on your bedroom window? Oh, yeah. Well, no, actually, I have blinds. Oh, okay. Well, but you keep them closed, right, when you're in there at night? Oh, yeah, yeah. Why? You're not doing anything wrong. You're not doing anything illegal. Why do you got them closed? Why don't I have the right, or the government has the right, to know what's going on in that bedroom if you're not doing anything illegal? Well, the reason why is because you do have the right to privacy. It doesn't do with it being legal or illegal. 
We have a right to our own space and our own privacy. That's one of the great things about this country. The founding fathers knew that long before there were ones and zeros and underwear being thrown at uh, <laughs> women in the front row. Um, which you have a right to give up your privacy if you want to do that. That is your underwear, man. <laughs> Right. <laughs> but um, but so I, I think uh, I, it's, how, it's how I feel about it. I don't know. It's a, and it seems like every poll believes that he is not a traitor, but actually did something worthwhile and useful. And frankly, nothing I've ever done has gotten a vote in Congress six weeks later, like we had this week, to stop this. There was an actual vote six weeks after he did this. It, you know how long it takes a bill and everything to get through Congress? <laughs> there was a vote, and it was 217 to 205. Like really close. I mean, they they kept they kept the Bush Obama uh, spying plan but in place, but still it was so close. And I thought, wow, that's uh, that man. Would you like to be able to do something that forced Congress to have to take a stand six weeks later? It's just. Uh, that's an amazing lesson in civics, and uh, and uh, I, I applaud him for it. And uh, um, uh, Tom Morello of Rage Against the Machine, and myself, and a couple of others, are, you know, we'll we'll put the money together. We're just trying to figure out. You know, try to make sure we don't get arrested. <laughs> but there's a way to do it to get because you know he's got to can't fly over here. He's got to fly straight down to Bolivia on the Pacific Ocean without getting into any American airspace or the. Huh? Someone in the audience is suggesting pirates because they think this is still the fun part of the show. <laughs> We're having a serious discussion, ma'am. <laughs> that is the way that we should use the tall ship that just came in. To yeah. The, yes. To the bay here, with the guys with the aluminum swords. <laughs> well, good luck with that, and. Uh... <laughs> yeah. Good luck, buddy. Mostly the skirting the law part. I, was, I say good luck to you. You seem to determined, so you'll, I think you'll figure out. Yeah, I'll, I'll find a way. Because I, I hope you would do that for me if I was in that situation. If I did something to uh, tell you what your government's up to, but somehow they were trying to arrest me for it. Uh, I hope somebody in here Yeah, of my course back, I would do that for you right? tonight. So. Tonight I, uh, I held this show like 10 minutes for you. Yeah, I'd do anything for you, man. <laughs> tried to make tried to make a funny there. What? Really? Well, I, well, no, I think oh, so. when you went to Cuba, I, mean, Sicko, I thought she I went, was insinuating I went to Cuba. No, 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 no. In in Sicko, I, I took some 9/11 first responders yeah. who don't have health insurance and are sick from their days there working there, and um, I took them down and we sailed into Guantanamo Bay to get them some of the free health care that they were giving the inmates at, at Gitmo who have European-style health care uh, at, at Gitmo. And the 9-11 responders had, had nothing. So I, we, we went in there and we sailed into the bay to see if the Americans uh, would give their own uh, the same treatment that they give the terrorists. So... Woo! <laughs> <laughs> So scared. You know, tell I, us, I tell tell us another <laughs> bedtime story, Uncle Mike. All right. <laughs> well, <laughs> uh, well, there is no terrorist threat. That's the good thing. night, kids. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> now close your blinds and do worry something ab- illegal. Okay, let me give you. I'll Don't I'll worry about terrorist kids. There's plenty of monsters under the bed. Let me. Uh, <laughs> let me. Cl- I'll, let me I'll, I'll end with this. Uh, 
We showed Kantiki here a couple days ago in the festival. Now, this is the story of Thor Heyerdahl. Uh, he wanted to test whether or not the, the Incas or the Peruvians uh, 1,500 years ago could get on a raft and go to Polynesia. And he did this uh, in the 1950s. And um, uh, so in the, they have this harrowing journey across the South Pacific. Um, sharks and all kinds of storms and everything, right? And um, there were two Norwegians in the audience who just had to be visiting Traverse City. And they came out after the movie on the sidewalk, and I was standing out there, and they said, oh, we, we, uh, we saw this movie in Norway. Uh, I said, really, is it, is it the same movie? And they said, no, no. Um, uh, the American version had more sharks. <laughs> At first, I thought that was kind of funny, right? And then I thought, oh, yeah, that's right. They've got our number. We're scared. Sharks! <laughs> you know, and it's like, we just look like a bunch of pussies half the time. And, you know, it's... it's <laughs> there, there's always been terrorism. It goes back a few thousand years. There will be 2,000 years from now if the planet's still here. That's not the reason to tear up the Constitution of the United States of America. If somebody's, <laughs> If somebody's going to hurt us... If you're going to hurt me or my family or this country, we will fuck you up in the worst way possible. And we won't take eight years like Mr. Bush. We'll take a year and a half like Mr. Obama. We will find you, track you down, and that'll be the end of you. But this is the... I, why can't we just say that and then get on with our lives and quit being so afraid? The fact that these Norwegians know that we're a bunch of scaredy cats was really insulting uh, to me. But, you know, they feel so bad for us. They, he told me they actually shot every scene in this movie twice. Once in Norwegian and once in English, so that we, you know, we can actually our- watch it because we won't watch subtitles. Yeah, I watched subtitles today, and it was glorious. And oh, that's the other crazy development you have. You have at your theater, the State Theater. You have uh, g- glasses for the hearing impaired that have subtitles in the glasses. Yeah, but but it, but it doesn't look like it's in the glasses. It, it, it looks like it's on the screen, but yes. you're wearing. Somebody glasses. just developed these great glasses where it puts subtitles on the screen, but they're actually in the lens of your glass. But you can't see them on the glass. If you pulled them out or somebody sitting next to you, you can't see the lines. And the, I don't know. It's just the most amazing. And the, for the blind, we just installed this system where this, you just put these earbuds in and they have a little transmitter to the booth. And in the booth comes the, uh, the all the studios do this now. They hire uh, like uh, Anthony Hopkins or some great actor to describe what you can't see. So they won't interrupt the dialogue and then the dialogue will stop and then, then Anthony Hopkins will go... The man is gently caressing the woman's hair. <laughs> I wow, that's you gotta, awesome. uh, like that. I'm really excited. Yeah, so you got a lot, then you have a lot of blind people with erections. <laughs> they, they, uh, well, that we sounds support super, that. That sounds sexier than watching it. <laughs> jealous. I'm jealous. Uh, but yeah, well, so thank you for all the, uh, the, all the innovations and ideas and uh, protests that you're, uh, you're starting. <laughs> Uh, Michael Moore, everybody. Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. And then we uh, we always wrap this thing up with a completely frivolous thing where two people get to call anybody they want in the world a shithead, and I have to say it. Uh, except for a couple of religious leaders, I'll, I'll say anything. And uh, we got two good ones tonight. And uh, thanks to everybody for coming out tonight. I hope you yes. enjoyed. Thank you, Trevor. Newcomers. How'd, how'd, it, how'd it go, people who had never heard the podcast before? Did you like it? 
Will you listen to it? No. <laughs> now we're spoiled. We only want to see it live because there is a lot of physical humor. And uh, as always, I don't know which one to say first. I'm going to just take a shot here. As always, Amanda Bynes' support system is a shithead. <laughs> And Robert's wiener is a shithead. Now it's time for Doug to watch another talkie. Eyes of gold, his viewing prowess makes him 